Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am D-Ray, the producer, and this is the Liftoff Indie Music Podcast here on BlastMusic247.com. So, every now and then, things just kind of happen and you just got to pivot and roll with the punches. A few months ago, we had an artist that, that I interviewed that he was on the cusp of releasing this single that you know was going to just like take off like wildfire right we did the interview and i'm just sitting back going okay when is it going to air when is it going to air and now i'm seeing oh he's on the charts oh he's being interviewed by some oh it's music reviews and i'm like where is my interview turns out that the intern and we will say the intern made a mistake and the interview went away so today we have to right this wrong and interview this phenomenal singer-songwriter again. Ladies and gentlemen, on the liftoff for the second first time, Michael Body of the Michael Body Band. <laughs> What's going on, man? Dude, second time is a charm. So what you're telling me is I get to hang out with you for another hour. I hope you delete this one and we do it again next man, week. Man, no, we're not doing that again because, look, I already have gray hair that I have to hide because, uh, you know, things you have to pivot in this business. Michael, how are you doing today? I am doing phenomenally, and I'm so happy that at least now, I know Radiate's been out for six weeks or so, but I'm just, hey man, we're doing this now again, and I don't think it'll be deleted, but hey, if it does, we get to do it another time. I don't think it's going to happen though, so well, I'm know, happy to be here. Last time we taped, right? And yeah, so that's this true. time we're actually going live, so they can't delete it. They can't, no, bro. they can't delete us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all good, man. I'm happy to be here. I always enjoy talking to you, man. You know so much about music. I learn something every time I talk to you. So I'm happy to sit back and chat, man. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. And I'm just but a reflection of my guests. Uh, You know, your your love of music and your general love of life is infectious. And and so we always have a good time talking. And so as I alluded to earlier, You, um, for, the, for the uninitiated, uh, Michael has been interviewed on Blast. He's been in, in magazines. He's had music reviews, all this stuff where I was supposed to be one of the first. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to harp on it. But, um, but it, you know, if you go back and look at those interviews and you can see that the history about, you know, starting during the pandemic and running into your producer extraordinaire and the importance of that then you come out with radiate i just looked on the cash box chart just like 30 seconds ago oh you're 84 still on on can you talk about before we play the record can you talk about now that we are a couple of months out how has this single radiate changed the trajectory of your career yeah, it's a big question. I, you know, it, it's hard to, and you know this, there's different ways to like measure success. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different metrics you could look at. Right. Uh, and some of my metrics may not be very good to some eyes. And then there's some metrics that may look very positive. I will say you mentioned Cashbox Magazine. And, and this is one of the things that shows the muscle um, of big records, the record company, mm-hmm. you know, of course, that I signed with and you're affiliated with. 
It kind of mm-hmm. shows their muscle. So they had submitted that song to Cashbox a while back. Uh, Randall Wild and Associates you know, runs the the magazine and the charts and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, I said, "Hey, this is great, man. I'd love to be submitted." I mean, to me, just being submitted was right. wonderful because if you look at the chart, Taylor Swift has the number one song on the chart. You know, Miley Cyrus is on there, the Foo Fighters, Luke Combs, all these different people. So I thought, man, how great would it be just to, you know, be submitted? And then I got an email back saying, hey, you debuted at number 100. I'm like, okay, great. Number 100 of 100. Boom. Drop the mic. I'm done. I'm on the chart, right? Mm-hmm. And like you just said, all of a sudden you look and it was like number 84. Was it 84? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's 16 spots. I don't know. That's pretty cool. Right. So, you know, just to be just to be on a chart with so many artists that are so phenomenal, and I'm not saying I'm anywhere near in their league, but the way the radio stations work, the way the play works, Radiate is kind of making a little bit of noise and just so fortunate. I mean, you know this, brother. brother. I just want to make music that people want to hear. Absolutely. And if, it, if it can make you do one of three things, move, think, or feel, I win. Preferably right. all three. Preferably right. all three. Preferably, yeah. Maybe this one makes you move and may, maybe something else, but... Yeah, thank you, man. Radiate, uh, you know, it's my my first kind of uh, diving into this alt-pop rock world. And, you know, my past songs mm-hmm. were more in that kind of country rock world, which mm-hmm. kind of opened up a lot of doors, you know. Right. That's right. how I met Troy. That's how I met you, was the country right. rock side. Now we're kind of moving into this alt-pop rock kind of side and, and Radiate's that mm-hmm. first, you know, step in the in the big ocean of that, you know, dipping our toe in that ocean. So, yeah, thank you, man. It, it's starting off pretty well. And I think there might be, um, there's a lot more good news coming and I could even tell you today some of the good news, but there's more good news coming with Radiator. Well, well, we like good news to get me out of this mood that I'm in. Because, you know, <laughs> I, I really was gassing up the car to go down I-95 to, <laughs> to go put the intern in a sleeper hole. <laughs> you know, like, hey, hey, today is the day. However, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so let's before we play the music, can we talk, talk about the thought process behind writing this song what was the motivation that you had behind getting the song put together yeah that's a, that's a big question too and i have no problem divulging exactly where the song came from some songwriters mm-hmm. like to hold on a little bit but you know me mm-hmm. i run that group you know songbird 360 which is all right. about the artist sharing the story behind the song so i love sharing mm-hmm. the stories behind the song as mm-hmm. deep as you want to go as deep as i want to go we'll go there so mm-hmm. you had mentioned covid right and right. that's kind of when the michael bate band was formed because i had the time to try to pursue this whole gig and right it was it was a huge step for me um so there were some positives to covid right the michael bate band was formed i wasn't traveling right. for work everywhere i had time right. to do things and learn and meet my producer bob beals from sound foundation studios mm-hmm. But, you know, man, there was a dark side to COVID and I won't go into all the details, but my family went through D-Ray absolute hell and back, man. It all started late in 20 and, you know, some things happened. So for me, you know, it it was tough to make it through some of the days, right? You know, the days were Mm -hmm. really long, man. And so in the evenings, as you know, things were kind of winding down and my wife and I felt like we won, we would divide the day in thirds, you know, morning, Mm -hmm. afternoon and evening. And when we felt like we kind of won the evening and things were calming down. I would go out to a little spot in my backyard. I have a little bit of a big backyard and there's some trees back there. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit in this little spot on this bench and just desperately try to like remember my blessings. And you know what it is, man, when you're kind of in the abyss, when you're facing the abyss, it's absolutely. hard to think about your blessings. I mean, absolutely. at least for me, and maybe, maybe you're better at it than I am. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> tough to recognize all the blessings when you have so much shit just right in your face. Absolutely. Yeah. I would sit back there and just, you know, just try to recognize my blessings, you know, use the power of the mind. And I would close my eyes and 
radiate. At least I、mm. felt like I was radiating. So、mm. when I say, you know, I close my eyes and radiate, you know, I purify and consecrate. That's me just sitting back there desperately trying to get through the day, trying to recognize my blessings, use the power of the mind and radiate. So that is everything that that song's about. You know, and the thing is about the pandemic is that it's 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 amazing that we we all survived it. Number one, yeah, and number two, it's one of those parts in it's one of those times in history that unless you live through it, you'll never really understand it.、No. You know, and like because especially early on, twenty twenty, we didn't know. You know, no idea. People, people were dropping like flies and. You know, for the first time in our generation, the country、yeah. had shut down, and everybody was at home, and and so you know, you just didn't know, and so there was this this sort of a dark period of of you know of of you don't know what to expect,、yeah. and then if you actually had、uh, COVID, which August of 2020, our family went through that. That's early.、Know? That's and, early. Yeah, that was early. My wife is a is a is a teacher, and so dealing with that situation, and once again, you don't know. And I'm、yeah. an asthmatic, so、uh, there were times, you know, I'm two or three o'clock in the morning, and I'm coughing uncontrollably, going, "Okay, Lord, is this it? What is this? Yeah, right." But on the flip side of that, and I guess this is the power of being a creative. There is a quote that that I heard that has resonated in my spirit since. That said, during the pandemic, if you didn't accomplish anything,、um, time was never your issue. Discipline was, and so、Ooh. it is really about okay. We have this time on our hands. What are we going to do with it? And、uh, during that time, I learned how to podcast. I learned how to、uh, put on these shows or whatever. And so, yeah, there was a way of turning that positive into a negative, but. Trying to find those times of, of counting your blessings when you're in the storm. Yeah, man, that's that's hard sometimes, man. That's really really.、Difficult. It was hard. So you're kind of cut from the same cloth. You had time and you developed some of your creative skills to kind of. I was desperate to create something positive. I mean, there was、mm-hmm. a lot of things going on and uncertainty、mm-hmm. and chaos and confusion, and I was desperate. My my daughter was a drummer in a couple bands. She goes to a local、uh, music school. She did back then. And、mm-hmm. she's the one that said, "Dad, well, why don't you like try to do something?" And you know, I'm、right. the guy in the corner playing guitar and just singing songs and whatever. I never recorded a note in my life until mid twenty. I didn't even know what recording was. Right.、Um, but I did have a 25 year old Shure SM57 microphone that I used in a garage band like 25 years ago, whatever it was. And that's everything I've ever recorded to this day has been on that Shure SM57. You drop that thing, it'll go through the through the、uh, the, the floorboards. People do not under for the uninitiated. You know, that Shure SM57 microphone is made out of titanium. No, it's it's got to be vibranium. The same thing Wolverine's、uh, claws are in、yeah. X Men, because you could probably drop that thing from space. Yep. And once it's it cooled down, it's still going to perform.、Um, All I've、so、ever used. Yeah, yeah. So、uh, that's why anybody that has ever known what that microphone is, we smile 
when you say yes, yeah, 20 years old. Yeah, it's gonna last forever. Yeah, and maybe there's a better way. My, my, my producer was like, ah, maybe try some different condenser mics. And he's right, maybe there's different ways to do it. But I said, Bob, like we have a sound. I know what it sounds like. I know what you do with it. It may not be the best in the world, but damn it, it it's our sound. Hey, <laughs> so that's it, what I got, man. Well, you're, well, you're a charted artist now, so. Um, <laughs> I guess I could use any microphone I want, damn absolutely, it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm gonna use so, my Mickey Mouse microphone from like 1974. Hey, you I, might as well. <laughs> Hey, and I'm gonna go get some of my Donald Duck orange juice and we're gonna have a party. <laughs> <laughs> so look here, Mike, Michael. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna go ahead and without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and play Radiate. Okay. Um, and uh, this is uh, Radiate by the Michael Body Band here on the liftoff. Let's go. I close my eyes in the night. I close my eyes in the night. Radiate. Close my eyes and then I wait here. 
That is such a that is such thank a dope you. song. That is such a thank dope you. song. Thanks for playing so, that. I, so, I, I, go ahead. It's funny. I, you know this. I never listen to my own music only because there's not enough time in the day. I have to listen to so many other brilliant right. artists. But when right. folks like you play that, boy, I so enjoy listening to that. <laughs> Thank you, know, you for it, doing that, man. You know, it, no problem, man. I'm glad that we are able to to share it because um, one of the things that I I don't do, um, no matter if someone was try to pay me money or not, I can't play music that I don't believe in. Yeah. Um, just at the, at, you know, just bottom line, I got to believe in it. And before I get into this personnel for this song, who's, who I know, with, know it's you, but who else is involved in the making of this song? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the Michael Bate band that some people may not realize this and, and you know, this. a lot of music's made this way. It's me and my producer who he lives mm-hmm. 10 hours from me. I have mm-hmm. never Bob Beals from Sound Foundation Studios has been doing this for 40 plus years mm-hmm. i have yet we this is our that was our seventh release i think mm-hmm. seventh i've yet to sit in a room with him <laughs> we facetime we talk all the time we send file i record locally here i, mm-hmm. I record here he records there we just send files back and forth and back and forth so it's just the two of us um doing everything and then as far as the video goes that was shot all on location right here in my laptop <laughs> <laughs> dude you know how it goes now and being a creator there's so many resources if you just put some time into finding right. all the different resources and videos and clips and this and that if you put the time in you can put stuff together that's respectable i'm not saying that's going to win any you know awards but respectable output just to get the imagery the idea is to get Absolutely. the imagery of the lyrics you know with, with the video so that was just all me sitting here with a cup of coffee and a bunch of websites open well you know what though uh, what what that proves is that there literally is no excuse no. um well, that's a good point you know the, the sky's really the limit and if it's in you it's in you and you'll figure out a way to get it done and to get it done to where in it can be competitive in the marketplace um, yeah. You know, the, the one thing that the Internet did was it kind of even the playing field, yeah. um, not all the way, but it gave yeah. in, Indies access to to lanes that we probably wouldn't have gotten 30, 40 years ago. No. Um, and so and the fact that now with technology, you literally can do any and everything just with a laptop and some Internet. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, 50, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an old, we talk about this. You can teach an mm-hmm. old dog new tricks. I'm not that Absolutely. old, but in you know, 54, I'm not ashamed to say that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a spring chicken. I just found a couple of different editing software sites mm-hmm. that I saw other people use. Mm-hmm. I just did what they did. And, and it's amazing how easy some of these things are to put clips and stuff together. It's like, it's really simple. If I can do it, like a caveman can do it, <laughs> I can do it. Anybody can do it. <laughs> I, you know what? And, and, but, but I'm going to push back a little bit on that simply because it's, it's, it is easy if it's in you. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? you if, if, you, yeah. if you, not only that, but if you are hardwired, like one of the, I guess we can go back to the pandemic. One of the things about the pandemic and making us slow down is that you really got a chance to get in touch with what's in you. Yeah. And, you, and a lot of people discovered that, oh, I'm hardwired to do this, right? Yeah. And, and and I think that makes it a little problematic sometimes because you have other people that look at it and go, oh, if he did it, I can do it. And then they find out, no, you can't because it's not really in you. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. um, but I will go back and say this. One of the things that I like about Radiate, it, it is sort of genre blending, Right. It is. There is alternative. There is country. There is yep. rock. There is pop. 
But one of the things that I think it resonates with me because, you know, I'm a, I'm a few years behind you. I'm in my 50s as well. Yeah. I just turned 51. Um, I grew up listening to AM radio where they play everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? You went from you went from Motown to the Beatles. You went from the Beatles to Jim Croce. You went yeah. from Jim Croce to <laughs> Mac Davis and the Charlie yeah. Daniels man. And so I'm that sort of goulash of music. I'm that, that's something that resonates with me or for lack of a better term, radiates. Yeah, right on. And you could um, use it. You could use, it. <laughs> use that, man. Use that, thank man. You, thank you. Thank you. I want to get sued. Um, thank you for getting your permission. But yeah, um, when you are, because that brings up an interesting question. Um, do you have you, well, two part question. Number one, have you done any live shows yet? No, because honestly, I, I don't like I don't have anybody. It's just me here and my right. producer right. there. I mean, I could, you know, probably I mean, I have so many friends here. I could pick up, you know, folks to play. Mm -hmm. You know, Radiate's not a it's not a classical rock piece. It's like three chords. Right. right. So I could right. find people to do that. It's just yeah. um, the opportunity hasn't come. But I will say I just had a meeting with big records yet yesterday mm -hmm. in 2024. They're going to push a lot for things yeah. like that. So I have a feeling 2024 is going to they're going to push me a lot. My absolutely. gut says, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Blast music two four seven, great song, absolutely. Hey. Thank, thanks, fellas, for watching. Um, so let, I'll go back to this then. Do you ever feel like or experience any kind of anxiety when you are laying your vocals when you're recording? Um, that sort of because at the end of the day, I don't care what kind of technology you have. When you hit that record button. It's literally you. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever's going to come out, it's going to come out. It's, it's you. And there is no there is no yeah. plug-in that I know of that can mimic. It's you, yeah. right? So do you get any anxiety in that? And if so, how do you overcome the nervousness, the anxiety, the questions of, oh, God, what am I doing here? I think they call it imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I will say for, for me, it's a little bit different because a lot of the people that I'm now with, especially in big records, when you look at their repertoire and you know a lot of people on the charts and things, you know, mm -hmm. folks have been gigging in bars for decades or you know they have a local following of a thousand people that have known them for years and years. When I jumped into this, I, you know, I was completely unknown. I'm not suggesting that I'm known now, but I, I didn't have any of that behind me. So mm -hmm. when I first started, I thought to myself, well, how dare I? Like, what, why do I deserve to do this? Why, why do mm -hmm. I get to do this magically now? And why does that get to go on a chart? And then I thought, well, stop that. It, it doesn't matter when you start. As long as you put your mind, body, and soul into it, that's what matters. So when I first do love vocals, and you're going to laugh, my, my vocals it's honestly, I get up on like a Saturday morning early, go into my little studio office, right? You know, gargle a couple times, <laughs> go through the thing a few times mm -hmm. and just blast it. Now, usually it's never the first take. Usually mm -hmm. I discovered about take three to four to five is kind of where I start getting my groove. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I just lay it down. And then, uh, you know, fortunately I send it to Bob and I say, Hey, what, you know, what do you think? So I record pretty good demos for Bob. I never just send him something blind. They're, they're pretty good recorded demos, everything, my vision, everything in there. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, Hey man, like, is this, is this, is this okay? Is this good enough? Cause I never know if it's good enough. And mm -hmm. is it ever good enough? You know, D Ray, when's a song good enough? You know, never, never, 
you yeah. just surrender it. You're just Absolutely. freaking done with it. <laughs> right. 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 Freaking right, done right. With it. I can't hear that freaking chorus one more time in the mix. <laughs> you know? Oh what my is, god. What is, what does the quote say? Uh, great art is never finished. It's only abandoned. <laughs> abandoned. Yeah. Surrendered. Abandoned. Same idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So, so, so yeah, I do sometimes feel like, uh, you know, what, what am I doing here? Why me? But then I thought, well, why not me? I am sorry that I didn't start this 20 years ago. I wish I did. Maybe it's just that wasn't when this opportunity arrived for me. It arrived three years ago. You know, so I got to make the best of it. You know, Michael, I, we haven't met yet. I, I get a feeling in 2024 we will, but I have this feeling that if I had been famous in my 20s, I probably would have been on like one of those behind the music, <laughs> yeah. the tragic story of D Raider. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. He wrapped his Lamborghini around something. Yeah. You know, of course you did. <laughs> It's like, you know, or me just with hands and that's all that's left. Oh, but um, I feel like, you know, timing is everything. And yeah. you think about all of the experiences that you've had uh, on this earth and how now you can kind of pour that into something, yeah. you know? And so what, let me ask you this. What do you think your main purpose of, of writing music is? What is your main mission, you know? Yeah, like I always joke, you know, I, I said it once before, I, I want to make music that people want to listen to, right? But I really honestly want my songs to do, and I know it's cliche again, we said it earlier, I want them to do one of three things. Either make mm -hmm. you move, meaning shake your ass a little bit, do whatever you want to do, mm -hmm. think about something or make you feel, feel something. And I, and I, I, it's that easy for me, honestly. I want my music to do one of those three things, preferably all three. Mm -hmm. But then we, you and I discussed this once before that, you know, some of my my themes in the songs are about, you know, freedom and freeing yourself from something. You know, my mm -hmm. way was about that, about you know being able to ask for help and mm -hmm. uh, recognizing mental health, you know, radiate about me just desperately trying to get through the day, trying to free myself from that bondage, if you will. And mm -hmm. so there's a freeing element to what I'm trying to write. I'm trying. But I just want that music to do one of three things, make you move, think or feel. Love it, love it, love it. Real quick before I play something else, okay. what kind of software are you using when you record at home? So I use uh, Studio uh, One 5.0. I, I think mm -hmm. there's another version coming up, but I use Studio One. That's my DAW, um, just mm -hmm. a simple interface. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, in, again, my Shure SM57. I do have a pop filter. Right, 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 <laughs> as right. far as I go, man. Now, yeah. from the production side, of course, my producer has an enormous suite of, of, mm -hmm. of buttons and things that he pushes. I mean, he's mm -hmm. pretty eclectic like you. He just has a mm -hmm. lot of things that he does uh, that I don't see because I'm not there. Right. So we go back and forth. I'm not sitting at the console overlooking his shoulder saying, take that out, take that down. But mm -hmm. we do files back and forth and back and forth. Matter of fact, I, I don't think we'll talk about it today, but last night we just finished the next song that won't be released till March 1st. And we mm. went back and forth and back and forth. And last night, we surrendered it. It's done. <laughs> surrendered. Love I it. Can't, I can't hear the chorus anymore. Surrendered. What What made you decide on Studio One? Was it just like the first DAW that you got your hands on? Or no, like you different you tried others? Mm -hmm. No, Facebook groups. You know, like I was a member of all these different music mm -hmm. Facebook groups. And I just peruse through and everyone kind of mentions what they were using. I asked some questions of some people. And I guess Studio One, a lot of people felt... Uh, was a little user friendly, at least the mm -hmm. the, the smaller versions. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't going to get into you know Pro Tools. I, I just didn't think I was going to be able to do that, and it was pretty right. costly too. When I first started, I didn't know what this was going to be, so mm -hmm. I just got you know hundred dollar software that came with an interface, and I just started that way. And then I thought, mm -hmm. oh, I need a little more power, so I upgraded mm -hmm. to the you know different uh, levels. And yeah, I use Studio One. Yeah, 
Cool beans. Cool. All right, Studio One, you heard that. You know, future Free sponsorship. Yeah, you know what I mean? Future sponsorship uh, yeah. next year. So what we're going to do here at the bottom of the hour, we have our Blast Artist Spotlight. And because I have Michael Body on today, we're going to make him the Blast Artist Spotlight. Of the day. <laughs> and we're going to play um, uh, his song, My Way. Cool. Okay. My Way from Michael Body Band on the liftoff. Let's go. Familiar faces fading, a distant dream I can't define, I can't define. These chains are slowly wearing, I tried in vain to hold back time. Speak to me with such this day, with such this day. I can't see behind me through the tainted window. Pain. Oh, 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 oh. The view provides some clarity. in front of me The roots are broken but my wings are open come what may Help me find my way Help me find my way The ground beneath me It seems too far My hands are tied My hands are tied Sensory confusion My sense of touch has been denied Perfect all the morning can't come round too soon around too soon I walk into the garden and cut the fragile flowers in some clarity of what lies in front of me the roots are broken but my wings are open come what may help me 
help me find my way I'm trying not to look at you right now. I've looked at, I've, I've listened to that song and it and it it doesn't really resonate to me that that just came out this year. That song, <laughs> feels, that song feels like it's been around forever. It has. Right? That's a weird story behind that one, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for playing that, dude. And again, I you know I never listened to my stuff because why would I? But man, I get a little little choked up a little bit when I hear that one. That's that's not my campfire song, dude. That's not hey, let's have a beer and strum right. the guitar. That's not right. that song, man. So I wrote that 25 years ago, um, and then mm. I finished it 20 years ago. I know exactly. Matter of fact, June of this year would have been the 20th anniversary wow. of 03. I remember exactly where I was, what I was doing, why I finished it. So 20 years ago, and it sat in a book because, you know, first of all, I never thought I'd release anything anyway. It just mm-hmm. sat in a book. And then once this whole Michael Bate band thing started, I was going mm-hmm. through all my old songs and I don't know. I just, I didn't, it was so vulnerable, that song. It's pretty mm-hmm. reflective and it's, it's t- touches on some difficult subject matter about the whole premise of the song is just being okay to ask for help. Help mm-hmm. me find my way. You know, if you struggle with mental health or anything of those of that nature, just it's okay to ask for help. So mm-hmm. it just sat there for the longest time. And Bob and I were doing all these country rock songs, you know, here we go and beautiful day mm-hmm. and we're cruising and jam and leave this town, which is how Troy and I met, leave this town. Mm-hmm. My way just didn't fit. Mm-hmm. So I had pitched Bob that song two songs prior to that one. And he passed on it twice. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I don't know if this is where we are right now. And mm-hmm. you know, it just didn't fit the mold. And so I pitched it to him for the third time and said, look, man, we need like a singer songwriter song. We've been doing this kind of rock and roll stuff and we need a slower singer songwriter. So that song was supposed to be me, a guitar and a spotlight, if we will, you know, mm-hmm. But then as we kind of got through it, and then you'll notice the layering of the instrumentation and the bass mm-hmm. and the piano, it just kind of became this whole nother entity. You know, it's amazing. You know how when you start producing, you have an idea of what you think it's going to be, but then the song just transforms into something. And we Absolutely. layered a lot more music and that piano, that simple piano just made such a difference. Mm-hmm. So it turned into this whole other entity and I'm so happy it's out there now. I, I was so scared for it to be out there, but Hey man, it's not mine anymore. It's yours. It's everybody else's Absolutely. and it's whatever you want it to be now. So I'm happy it's there. Um, and, and I don't want to sound preachy, but that song just to me sounds like ministry. You know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds like, you know, not that we're trying to turn this into belief no. in a higher power, whatever you no. believe in, no. okay. but it is more along the lines of, like you said, getting in a position to ask for help when you need it, you know, yeah. and sometimes we get, we have a lot of barriers that we have to 
you know, break. And sometimes we need help breaking those barriers. So, um, yeah, I agree. And you could be asking a friend, a neighbor, a parent, you could be asking your creator, whatever you think, whatever you need, mm -hmm. wherever your power comes from, wherever your help comes from, it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask. Absolutely. Yeah. So if I'm understanding correctly, this song was included on a, a project, um, and for whatever reason, the intern does not have the picture on here. It is the um, uh, anti-trafficking project. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? I would love to. As a matter of fact, this song was supposed to be on that compilation CD, but actually Radiate made it onto the CD. Oh, Radiate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was so fortunate to meet Paul Linney, um, mm -hmm. who you know is representing a, a, an organization called Voices Against Trafficking. Um, mm -hmm. And their mission is to eradicate eradicate you know sexual trafficking and human trafficking. It's, it's an amazing, amazing organization. Uh, I met. I think uh, Troy did an interview with Annie, uh, Andy, mm -hmm. who's mm -hmm. uh, the founder and president, I believe, or founder. Mm -hmm. So I met Paul and Paul heard the song and he was like, look, I think that would really fit onto this worldwide music CD compilation, digital download, which actually is now available for, for preload. And I have the, the links and everything. Mm -hmm. It's going out to 198 countries to support mm -hmm. voices against trafficking. And I'm one of 30 artists who has a song on this double CD digital download. And it's just what an honor for me. I can't mm -hmm. even believe that I am part of a small part. I mean, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, but mm -hmm. my song Radiate is going to be a small part of this gargantuan undertaking. Again, going to 198 countries. Matter of fact, they're doing adverts in 28 different languages for this. So it's a really big deal, D-Ray. I'm this little you know, cog in this massive machinery, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. Voices Against Trafficking, that's the organization that we're, that we're supporting. Awesome, awesome, awesome organization, awesome project. And it goes back to being obedient to your inner self, because what would have happened during the pandemic if you had just said, you know what, I'm not going to do anything. You know, you know that I mean? that's a scary question. It is a scary question. I'm not saying, mm -hmm. you know, things would be dire, but you, you might notice a lot of times I use, well, I have it on my shirt. Music is my therapy. That is absolutely. The, yeah. That is the, the, the hashtag that I use. And it, it's not just, you know, to, for, for boutique, you know, style it's for real, man. Music is my mm -hmm. therapy. And if I didn't have the ability to write my thoughts and to just get lost in thoughts and words, and then trying to figure out how to put those words to music, which then creates this thing called a song, right? Mm -hmm. if I didn't have that, but brother, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'd be out in the streets, but I don't think things would be very good for me and my family right now. I very, oh. very much do this. Yeah. I'm going to just, I'm going to just say, I'll probably be on death row. I'm, I'm just, okay. I'm going to keep it real. Oh, right on. Because man. there have been, there have been times that, that something has made me like livid. And instead of acting on it, I had to go and go write or yep. go and produce or go and pick up some drumsticks and just get it, get it together. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. Um, there is there is a, a poem by uh, Khalil Gibran that talks about the um, your inner physician and having to you know drink the medicine and tranquility whatever that is that's in you can heal you yeah and um, yeah so yeah music is definitely therapy for me and um, and I can see it is for you as well so yeah. my next question though is this um, I, I think about a week ago. <clears throat> Adele, you know, the singer um, uh, from from London, and I think she's here in America now. She made a comment about someone covering her songs. And she basically said that she didn't, she wasn't a fan of people doing covers of her music mm -hmm. because they felt like, she felt like they couldn't sing it like her. 
you know, and, nobody and, can. <laughs> I mean, there is there's not a there's not a lot of lie to that statement. <laughs> couple. Whitney, Whitney, Whitney could have done it. God love Whitney. Whitney could have done it. <laughs> uh, Whitney could have done it, and I think Aretha did do it before Aretha passed. But my question to you is: A, what would be your reaction? Because you know, legally, you can't stop someone from doing no. it. So, what would happen if someone co covered your music, oh. and and now you're sitting there like, well, wait a minute, this is one of my kids. What are you doing? What would be oh, your reaction boy. if you heard somebody cover? One of one of your songs. Well, first of all, if somebody even had the desire to cover one of my songs, that means they actually listened to it and loved it, which would make Absolutely. me through the roof happy, right? Right. Um, well, yeah, well, yeah. There's another cliche: you know, mimicry is the sincerest form of flattery, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't. The 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 doors haven't been you know, knocked down for anyone to cover any of my songs. But I tell you what, mm -hmm. if someone wanted to make a, an attempt at it and do it, mm -hmm. I would have no problem with it. Now, someone said, "Do you like my cover?" I would be honest and say yes or no. I, I think mm. I would owe them that. You know, mm. And your covers are tough, man. I've been thinking about covers for a long time, but I'm terrified to do a cover. My producer and I have been talking about covers. It's a terrifying endeavor because there's that balance between keeping true to the song and then keeping mm -hmm. true to you. There's that balance. Absolutely. And sometimes, man, you pick a cover that's, you know, people really know and there's a certain ingrained arrangement and sound. Man, if you don't stay true to that, ugh, it's not going to work out. So, if yeah. anyone wanted to cover any one of my songs, God bless you, have at it. As far as me doing covers, man, I'm scared. I'm nervous about doing that. I, you know what? I, <laughs> mm, well, you know, I'm a producer, so you know, I get my hands on any and everything. No, I know, yeah. But, but yeah, cover songs are tricky because, like, uh, you take for example, "Along the Watchtower," yep. by, oh. you know, that was Bob Dylan's song, of course, yeah. But then Jimi Hendrix came in and basically took his song. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Um, so. But for every Jimi Hendrix and Along the Watchtower, there's like a thousand free birds. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, I don't think Leonard Skinner had that in mind when, um, you know, so, but yeah, cover songs are kind of tricky. You know, I have something to say, two things to say to you. Um, I don't know if you notice on Radiate, but the bridge is there must be some kind of way out of here. Mm -hmm. We took that from Bob Dylan, Along the Watchtower. That's where we mm -hmm. borrowed that from. Wow. And then you're not going to believe this, and no one's ever heard this, ever, 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 but I did a full Freebird cover, more like a hip-hop kind of Freebird cover that's been sitting as an MP3, as a demo, on my computer for years. Well, since I started this. I don't know if I'll ever, ever, ever even think about doing it, but I did a cover. Well, well, because <laughs> it's the Christmas season, and because we're going to get Ralphie on TV here lately, I'm going to just go ahead and say, I triple dog dare you. To send me that if he maybe I'll send it. To you. I, I have. I need better, to hear that. I have actually. I have it. It's actually a private SoundCloud SoundCloud link. I could send it to you right after this. And I it's just a demo. To, it's just a demo, man. I it's need not. to. I need to hear it. I just. I just for me. Okay. I need, you said hip hop and yeah. Leonard Skinner. I gotta hear it. So, it is kind of yeah. So we'll see. But who knows? Maybe maybe this will be a door opener for us. But yeah, I'll, I'll send know. it to you just for fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. So, so we're going into, it's crazy how 2023 just sort of blew by, you know what I mean? And um, we're about to go into 2024, which means that your career will be just about turning into the fourth year. What do you think are your biggest strengths? And what do you think are some things that you know you need to work on? 
Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, man, you're going to make me think, huh? I will say, you know, I, I've learned a little bit. You know, so when I, like, again, I've only started this maybe three going mm -hmm. on four years, but man, I, I drank from the fire hose. Like I had the time and I studied voraciously and just learned as much as I possibly could. So my learning curve was, you know, it's kind of like a exponential, you know, mm -hmm. um, I will say one of the strengths that I've definitely developed and learned is to stay in your lane, man. Like I, mm -hmm. I thought when I first did this whole gig, that I was just going to do everything. And, and I did mm -hmm. put out an EP myself. No one really even knows this. I had a, an EP, a five song EP called radiate, believe it mm -hmm. or not, uh, that I put out in early 21, I believe. And then once I met Bob and I, and that was a respectable output. Look, it was, it, it was respectable. But once I met Bob, I was like, uh, he makes me sound a whole lot better. So I, the good news about putting songs into the universe, you could rip them out just as fast. Ah, true. <laughs> So Very I learned true. to kind of stay in my lane, man, and to really do your best to get people around you that can kind of, you can build with and support with. And you're one of those people. I mean, Troy, you, Blast, Bob Beals, Big Records. You know, there's a lot of people around and surrounding me that just allow me to write and play some music, you know, and let the people around you do the other things. And the promotion side, I must say, as far as like weaknesses, you know this, man. And I, I, the stats change every day. But like, mm -hmm. so as an example, my next release will be March 1st. Mm -hmm. On that day, last check, so I'm going to release a song. There might be between 30 and 40,000 other artists who release a song that same freaking day. Mm -hmm. Brother, what, I mean, come on. You just get lost in this musical wash. So that's right. the tough part. I really need to just continue that endless promotion and marketing just to mm -hmm. be heard because there's so much good music out there and you know this you produce it that it's just it's it's overwhelming sometimes mm -hmm. the people that i listen to in the indie music scene are so freaking good but you know they'll never get heard it's just it's a numbers right. game man and i'm i'm not saying i'm freaking good but i'm just one of those numbers out there right so uh, the weakness i think for everyone is just desperately trying to get heard and sometimes it's a little bit of luck and just a quick story the mm -hmm. whole reason why i know you why I know Mark Rosner from Vic Records and why mm -hmm. I'm with Big Records is because Troy, DJ V, heard Leave This Town and mm -hmm. he and Rock and Gooch, for whatever reason, loved that song. Mm -hmm. They felt comfortable enough to introduce me to Mark Rosner, president and CEO of Big Records. We had our meetings, did the dance, and then I signed. Now, if mm -hmm. Troy never heard that song, I would never be here. So there's that power of just that promotion and marketing and, you know, you 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 do realize that this is the month of December, so I can't give Veep and and Rock and Gooch full credit because it's still football season, and you know <laughs> that you cannot give a Cowboys fan full credit during the, the month of December. You're right. Let's wait till because so, they'll be out in January. They'll be done yeah, in January. Exactly. So Same right thing around, every year. Right around January, <laughs> February, when they stop talking and they need to pick me up from yeah. their depression. That's first round. Give, yeah. yeah for, if first that, round. Wild card. If that. <laughs> but no, but uh, yeah, that power of connection is, 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 is positive. And like you said, you just never know. I mean, that one decision to support your music is now about to get you in 190 countries. Yeah. That's staggering when you think about it, you know? Yeah, I have Paul Linney and the team are working so hard with the adverts. And I think the thing, you could pre-order now, and I'll, I'll send the links out once we kind of post this and everything. I'll send some links mm -hmm. out. But yeah, 198 countries and adverts in 28 different languages. There's a lot of work that goes into that, man. A mm. lot of work. I didn't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. I just donated, I guess, donated a song as part of the cause. And oh my gosh, what a way to support this organization, Voices Against Trafficking. Yeah. Absolutely. So 
Let me ask you this, since we're, since I got your brain working now, what in your mind validates you as a songwriter, as a performer? What is it, you know, because there are certain creatives that awards, that awards does it for them. And shout out to the East Awards down in Atlanta. Um, um, Some people, it is streams, it's, it's the analytics. But for you, what what validates you? What says what what is it that that you can say to yourself? Okay, I'm right where I need to be. I'm right where I need to be. What validates yeah, you? Yeah, wow. And we yeah we we broached this a little bit earlier. There's so many different metrics you could look at, right? You know, followers mm-hmm. on Facebook or followers mm-hmm. on Spotify or streams mm-hmm. or you know that kind of thing and radio play and charts. There's so many different metrics that you could look at to give you a little bit of that street cred, if you will. And for Mm -hmm. me coming from nowhere, literally from nowhere, I needed a lot of that street cred. So, you know, Mm -hmm. all the different charts that I was fortunate to be on and the endless marketing and promotion to the radio stations to beg them to play my songs. And there Mm -hmm. are hundreds of other musicians every day emailing them to play their songs too. So there's a lot of different metrics to kind of show you some of that validation or give you some of that validation, which is great. But -hmm. I will tell you this, for me, it's just the absolute pleasure of release day and just knowing that all that work and, and effort went out into the universe. And look, you know, the, the stars aren't going to fall out of the sky, you know, March 1st when my next release comes, right? But for me, it's such a, a literal release, not mm-hmm. just physical, but mental, emotional, spiritual release. And I just love that feeling. And then the beauty about doing that is that the day a release happens, that's when I start the next one. Absolutely. So that whole process, the fact that it validates for me that I still have more to say. Like mm-hmm. I have a book, my book right here. I have so many songs in this book and I'm just being very patient to just let the songs breathe. And, and you know, with big records, we do three releases a year. I kind of wanted to do four, but they said, look, man, you got to do three. You got to let the songs breathe, learn mm-hmm. from them, let them run their course before you mm-hmm. do the next one. So for me, it's just that incredible feeling of validation of creating putting something out there that hopefully people want to hear the charts and all that stuff are very important. I need that stuff mm-hmm. for that street cred. But if mm-hmm. I ever was, didn't want to do this or didn't like doing this, or if this ever became a job right mm-hmm. now, it's still so much fun for me, man. And, and I get messages from people, private messages, so kind with the, you know, the accolades and, and the comments and the thanking me for, you know, uh, the light shining on them that day. Cause they had a tough day and they heard radiate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, DJ Ray, I'll tell you when people say that to me, oh my goodness, that is such a great day for me. Absolutely, man. Yeah, such a great, I hope yeah. that answered your question. I don't know. It maybe. did, it did. Because <laughs> you know what it actually said to me was, I didn't one time hear you say money. And oh. for me, I, and, and you know, and this is a non-judgment zone, so I don't judge anybody, but I tend to gravitate towards creatives who are mission first. You know what I mean? And not money first, because when you're money first, you can be led and controlled, you know, pretty much just it's almost like the proverbial carrot before the horse. Mm -hmm. But but when you're mission first, it makes you make decisions that are based off of something else other, you know, something inside of you, whatever you want to call it, higher power, you know, whatever. And, and, and to me, I respect that. I respect that a lot. No, thank you. And I always tell everyone my main goal and every artist's main goal, you know, this every artist's mm-hmm. main goal, we all have the exact same goal. That's the beauty uh, about the, the, how it unites artists. Mm-hmm. We just want to be heard. Absolutely. We just want to be heard. Now, a result of being heard could be a lot of different things. The Lamborghini that you wrapped around the tree, right? <laughs> That's from being heard. You know, all these different things happen from being heard. So if your number one goal is just to put music out that you feel 
people mm-hmm. might want to listen to that might make them move, think, or feel. The other things will come. I just want to make a quality product, be likable, want people to listen to my stuff, meet people like you, do all these things. And then if everything else kind of trickles down, fantastic, fantastic. That's awesome. So yeah. we got about eight minutes left. I got one more song I'm going to go ahead and okay. play from the Michael Body Band. This is New Rising Sun ah. here on the liftoff. Let's go. Let's take a drive all through the night to rest along the way. Sometimes we feel the need to move on. Sometimes we need to stay. This is not how the story ends It's how it begins Oh, oh, oh. I'm ready to face A distant horizon Stare into space At the new rising sun I'm ready to face A distant horizon
New Rising Sun by the Michael Body Band. <laughs> I've said it. I've said it once. I'm gonna say it again. No matter the subject matter of your music, Michael. No matter if it's slow, fast, whatever. There is a groove that is in all the music that I've ever heard from you that lends itself to being in a car with the top down and the music <laughs> just blasting. You know. So yeah. shout out to you and your team, man. Um, no, thank you. I love I loved all of that. Uh, someone from Blast Music, one of my favorite songs. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate you, man. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Tara, Tara uh, says, great interview. And Tara, in, along with Jenny and Aileen, Aileen, part of the Jet Set marketing team, and they got some big things planned in next year. Miss Nittany, Mikey B says, hey. So hello <laughs> to you. So I, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. We got a couple of minutes, but I am going to put you on the spot. When are we going to see actual Michael Body in one of the music videos? Because, <laughs> you know, the thing is, what people don't understand is like when we had these business meetings with big records and with the jet set, you know, Michael's looks kind of is a disruption. And so, <laughs> disruption. <laughs> <laughs> so we might, as well, we, we might as well figure out how to get him on tape. <laughs> I disrupt everything, just mess it yeah, all up. You know, it's like, like, oh God, here comes Michael. Now we ain't gonna get nothing done. So anyway, uh, you are, are nuts, gonna... man. You're crazy. I don't know if anyone told you that before. You're nuts. <laughs> After this interview, watch what I tell you. But anyway, uh, are oh. we gonna see you in a music video in in the near future? So it's funny that you should say that because one thing I did notice, uh, because I don't have, you know, live performances and stages, I don't have all that stuff. I did mm -hmm. notice that like a lot of my content was pretty impersonal. I mean, it mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's not right or wrong, but just a little right. impersonal. So right. my wife just started making, we just started making 20, 30 second reels nice. where she films and videos me just kind of lip syncing to the song to give people an idea of me and behind the microphone. So there's quite a few reels that I started putting out and Jenny and Tara have been very kind to share a lot of those reels. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's coming where I'm kind of, I'm going to start putting myself into the video. As a matter of fact, when uh, the March 1st release uh, comes out, it's a song called I Got a Song. Mm -hmm. You will see my face splattered somewhere <laughs> through there. But I just started doing that. I felt like it was time to start doing that and put, you know, my face to the music a little bit. Hey, hey you know, I, I'm teasing you, but brother, <laughs> um, the, the main thing is I feel like your story, your sound, your look, all of that is something that needs to be shared. And I wouldn't say that if I didn't mean it. Yeah, so um, so we've done it again. It's been an hour. We blinked and it's been an hour. I would sit here for <laughs> not, we're going to, I would sit here another hour. Hey, <laughs> this buddy. is great, dude. Thank absolutely, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So real quick, tell everybody where your socials are, where they can find your music, tell them how to get in contact with you. Yeah. The good news is that, you know, Michael Bate, B-O-T-T-E band is my gig you type that in I, i'm everywhere however twitter that was too long of a handle for twitter that's just m bate band but I, I really don't use twitter that really much for music i mean a couple things here and there some of the radio stations are very kind to tag me on twitter and i'll promote them and they'll nice. promote promote me on twitter but yeah michael bate band is um everywhere <laughs> so basically you just told me hey you want to find me google me um <laughs> it, it's, i'm there man it's because you know when you put music out you're on every streaming platform under the sun things i've never even heard of uh my music's on i think i just i think i'm on pandora now i'm nice. not sure i'm not sure <laughs> i think maybe pandora <laughs> yeah you know as an independent artist being on pandora is kind of like one of those okay we've done it we're, we're here now 
I think and I know Tara's working on some stuff behind the scenes, which I, I, I won't say yet, but she's working on quite a few things behind the scenes for me and for the other artists to kind of bump that up a little bit and get onto some other you know radio platforms. So I'm very grateful for her and her team, the Jet Setters, as they yeah. call themselves, which is such a great, great name because, yeah, you know, they're going to take off. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> taking off. They're already up there. Um, yeah. yeah, they've already taken off. So um, thank you. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank, thank you, you for man. this time, for this opportunity. I feel like um, this is going to be one of those interviews that I can say, I interviewed that guy that, that, that just won that group. I interviewed him back oh, in the yeah. day. As a matter of fact, I had to interview him twice. twice. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, man, thank you so much. Hang back a little bit afterwards. Um, uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google we're on Pandora as well, Blast Music 247. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Also, tune in to Blast Radio 247, where we have independent artists, we have uh, podcasts that are played. And if you are an independent artist in search of some exposure, be sure to go to www.blastmusic247.com. Fill out a free profile. Let's get your art out there. Blastmusic247.com, changing the industry one artist at a time. At a time. I am D-Ray, the producer. This has been the liftoff along with the Michael Body Band. We will see you next time. Right on, man. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.